Hello and welcome to Green Dudes. Green Dudes. Vuvuzela noise. Vuvuzela noise. Is that that's a instrument? Air horn. Well, yeah, you can say air horn, but the fancy name is Vuvuzela, right? Hmm. Isn't air horn and a vuvuzela really the same thing? Because yeah. I don't think so. No, I think they are. No, no, no. Okay, well. No, no. A, a vuvuzela is an instrument, and maybe it sounds noise. similar. Okay, maybe it sounds similar, but an air horn is like a compressed yeah. can of air that you blast. Yeah, but which what is you, not an instrument. Well, no. I mean, come on. How can you say that's not an instrument? You, are are you the authority on instruments? Like you can use that as an instrument if you want to. You. You, you can like incorporate it into your music just because something makes a sound i'm not sure it's an instrument well you know I i'm not sure an air horn is an instrument i'm sure there's people that uh would 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 you know debate i mean yeah you know yeah of course of course there is air and sound like it's all the same you know it's all the that instruments i, I get are, it you know? listen i get it it's just it's funny it's like if your if your argument is there would be someone else on the planet who would who would argue against me, it's like yeah, I mean we 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 talked for like thirty minutes about Anthony Fantano and yeah. all the ways that he would disagree with our Green Day opinions. Does that mean we're wrong because someone has a different opinion than ours? I mean, it just it's it's just a it's a matter of of what's the better opinion of what's the right opinion and i i do think that so, mine, so there so there, that is, so there is, is a right, right opinion oh yeah so there are right there are right opinions uh, yeah and i think usually it, that's mine it's mine mine is right okay and yours is wrong that's kind of usually how it goes yeah you know the old the old coast and <laughs> the old host and co-host dynamic right? yeah baby yeah um no 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 i mean Vuvuzela's, it's good austin powers impression <laughs> Is was that an Austin Powers impression? You you literally you could go back and play the tape. You just said yeah, baby, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just said that. That was which not, is I, that wasn't intentional. No, yeah, accidental Austin Powers impression. But it it, it does feel fitting for Green Day. We know yeah. that you know that they're big fans, and um, I'm pretty sure Espionage was written for an Austin Powers movie, right? Oh, you're you're right. Yeah, I know that 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 is true. Yeah, that that's a that's a great um, way to kind of uh, get back on topic. Let's thank do you. it. Let's let's get onto the topic. Thank you for that. Yeah. So let's. So we're talking all about Austin Powers this episode. Um, yeah, baby. Yeah. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Uh, gro- groovy, baby. There we go. Yeah. Okay. I have not. I haven't watched those those movies in in weeks. No. Weeks. Um, <laughs> weeks is it? That's a long stretch for you. I know. Um, no, I mean, I, I obviously when we, you know, to bring it back to, we, we, we like to talk about our youth on this podcast a lot because, you know, Green Day is kind of tied up in us growing up and our friendship over the years. But, but you know, but also I do remember watching, uh, what, what, going to the movies to see Goldfinger. The uh, yeah. the Austin gold Powers member. gold member that was the, it was it was the it was a parody of Goldfinger right or no Goldfinger yeah, is a band well Goldfinger is a band but the movie the the original Bond movie is called Goldfinger okay so the the well, band's named after the movie I 
And then Gold Member is a parody I mean, of probably okay. And then the, uh, I guess I don't know if that's yeah. where the name Goldfinger comes from, like for sure, but yeah, probably. And then the the movie Goldmember is a parody of the band Goldfinger. Yeah, yep. And that's, that's what it is. That's why they have that Superman song in it. Yes, and that's yes, exactly. That's why Austin Powers is like uh um what's the word uh for like the ska dancing? Oh, uh, skanking. Skanking, yeah. That's why Austin Bauer is a skanking throughout the movie, which is a pretty cool <laughs> recurring bit. <laughs> um, Connor, how how's it going? This is uh, where we're, we're a few days after after uh, Christmas, after Boxing Day, uh, a few days before the mm-hmm. end of the year. How how are you feeling now that we're at the tail end of twenty twenty three? Yeah, um, I guess I'm feeling all right about it. Um, you know, I, I never, there, there's no way to ever, you know, fully know what the next year has in store, but, um, but right now at this moment, I feel pretty good about it. And part of that does kind of have to do with looking forward to some really cool Green Day stuff, uh, in our future and, and early next year. So it's, it's nice to sort of have, um, you know, at least one thing that will kick the the new year off right. Yeah, absolutely. I I, I couldn't agree with you more. It is something to look forward to. Um, you know, as somebody who's had just like the just the worst fucking year of my entire life this year, it's like yeah, it's it, been it is, a bad. It, it's been bad. bad year. It's been really fucking bad. Terrible. I can't even go into it. It's that's how terrible it's been. Um, yeah. it's good to have things to look forward to, you know? Um, so, so yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, in, in the, that's also the, the, the thing it's like 2024, like, I don't want to jinx it, but it's like, it would be hard to get any worse than 2023. So it's like, I, yeah, I, I, I kind of feel a sense of safety. Like, I don't think it is going to get any worse. You know, it's going to be better. Uh, might not be good, but I think it will be better than this year. I think that's, uh, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think you got to be almost definitely right about that because, yeah. um, you know, if 2024 were worse then I mean, there'd you know, be real, like, what, what the fuck yeah, would it even issues. be? Like someone would have to die there, or something. Like, be it a, would have yes. to be really bad. It'd be a major catastrophe um, of some sort. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I, I think, I think it's pretty safe to say that. Yeah, you got nowhere to go but up. Exactly. Yes. I, well, I, I say that with love. Yeah. I say that with well, love. Thank you. And and uh, you know, uh, from a from a place of you know brotherly camaraderie and and also Green Day camaraderie. Hell um, yeah. I, I think we do have some really cool things on the horizon, and um, I'm excited to experience those things together. Yeah. You know, I I could not agree more. Um, for those just tuning in, I uh, just want to, uh, you know, let you know I am Connor Mack, your your host. We didn't get to this part. I'm here with my uh, my my beloved co-host and uh, Green Day brother in arms, Connor Kelly. Um, this is a Green Day podcast, uh, and and as we've said, yeah, there, there's a lot to look forward to in the new year. Obviously, Saviors is coming out on the 19th of January. Um, uh, Green Day's playing uh, Dick Clark's Rockin' New Year's Eve. I'm excited to to see them up on that stage with uh, Dick Clark's reanimated corpse. 
You know, that's yeah. always fun where they have the him just uh, a stuffed Dick Clark <laughs> out on the stage dancing. Yeah. That's it's it's fun every yeah. year. Um, the animatronic skeleton inside of him, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moving him around. I love it. I love it. Um, but then also there there is a, uh, a a New York City Green Day show that has been announced uh, for Irving Plaza on January 18th. That is the day before the album comes out. Um, and you know, Connor, we we are we're, we're both kind of in the New York area. I am on the yeah. I'm, I'm in Connecticut, kind of near the outskirts of New, New you know New York. Near a few towns where people are like, well, you know they might as well secede from Connecticut and just become New York. That's like Fairfield County, mm-hmm. Greenwich, you know, uh, Stamford, like people consider that New York. Um, now you're, well, you're, people, people in Connecticut consider that New York. No uh, one in New York considers that to be New York. I mean, York, I think it's, so. you know, I think it's a, it's, it's a good mix. I mean, meanwhile, you're in Queens. It's not, it's not, it's not a bad thing. I'm just saying, you know. Yeah. You know, and like you're on the other end, you're like barely in New York on the other end, you know, of, of, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm pretty, I'm pretty you know? close. I mean, yeah. I'm, I am, I'm undeniably in, in the five boroughs, which I mean is like, I, I'm, I'm, well, I'm in the city. You know, I'm I do like think that's some. Of the city. I think some people would deny that. You know, I think it's, some people would, I but think that's. Some people would. You know, it kind of gets back to the whole like just because someone somewhere has a different opinion than you, like does that mean that you're wrong? I don't think so. I think yeah, no, I, I think they're. Yeah. I think it just means that some people like elsewhere are yeah, dumb and, sure, and have sure. like weird opinions. But you know? but you know, it also kind of means it also kind of means that like we're equally New Yorkers, you know, in a way. It's like we're yeah. kind of equally we're sure. like equally close to the center of sure, New York. Sure, you know? sure, um, sure. And I'm gonna move to Manhattan out of spite one of these days. <laughs> so we'll see um, what you have to fucking say then. Oh well, yeah, I mean we'll cross that bridge when we'll we'll cross that Brooklyn bridge when we get to it. Um, Good one. Uh, but yeah, so that show is coming up, um, and you know it's it's like a serious XM exclusive thing so far. There's no general sale announced. Um, you know, you, you can enter the contest even if you don't have a subscription to Sirius XM. Um, which is good. I I did end up getting a, a, a free trial in in my hasty, um, you know, excitement, uh, like trying to to enter to win these tickets, and um, they 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 have a new radio station called Green Day Radio, um, where it's just you know they they play Green Day songs twenty four seven, and the like the DJs are. Uh, Billy, Mike, and Trey, and uh, in between the songs, they they will, you know, there 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 will be little um, clips of them talking about, you know, what that era was like, or what the song's about, or uh, be, you know, just just thoughts about whatever they're playing, and then they'll play uh, songs from bands that they love too, you know. So uh, I've I've been listening to that a bit, and it's 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 been fun. It's kind of pumped me up a little bit. Um, that is cool. It, it just sounds like a missed opportunity to call it Revolution Radio. Yeah, no, I I thought the same thing. And obviously, if if this move came in 2016, that's obviously what it would be called. You know, because um, it, it, you know, kind of feels like something they've wanted to do for a long time. I mean, back in the 21st century breakdown days, as I I, I think you probably know. Um, in in Jingletown, in the studio that they worked in, they had a little pirate radio station going on where uh, where they would play the you know the songs they love, and then they'd play new Green Day jams in 
in between as you know little teasers and that's a pretty fun thing um so i think they've kind of always had a had a passion for for uh radio in a way um so this is cool you know um as far as its content goes i do feel like they are missing a beat because like it's all the songs and people love green day songs and it's fun to hear them on the radio but also it's like you kind of got to mix up the lineup a little bit um I think adding a podcast into the mix would be really beneficial for Sirius XM. Um, and I mean, it's, it's kind of like getting with the times, you know, like what do people listen yeah. to these days? Do they listen to uh, satellite radio or do they listen to podcasts? They listen to podcasts. That's true. Come on. The kids listen to podcasts. Of course, you know, and you just got to kind of wonder like what, what dedicated, podcast that strictly covers Green Day, you know, is even around to I know. fill that niche. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I, I, uh, I'm, I, I'm not going to toot my own horn, uh, so to or speak. Or Vuvuzela. I'm not going to toot my own Vuvuzela. Um, that sound now that that sounds sexual. That 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 that's kind of uh, that felt felt dirty saying that. Um, yeah. But, you know, I, I think we are kind of primed to to slot into that uh, lineup, you know. So Sirius XM, if there's any executives listening to this podcast right now, um, you know, we, you know, we'll do it for you on the brotch. It's just it's 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 good exposure, you know. <laughs> It's good exposure for us. We, we're not you're, you're, you anything. You're, you're really not even going to to ha- I haggle. I mean, you're you're literally just going to make Actually, this offer. What if someone approaches us and then you have on record saying you're going to do it? Quote on the brush. Okay, well, we're we're going to edit that part out. And I mean, who, who we're knows? We're not going to edit. Who knows what? You're that, not going to edit. I know knows, you're not going to edit. Who knows what on the brotch even means? You know, so it's like, <laughs> could, would, would on the brotch hold up in a court of law? I don't think so. Um, I don't know. You know, th- th- there is one thing actually. One payment we would accept is is uh, press passes for the uh, the Irving Plaza show on January eighteenth. Mm-hmm. And you know, in fact, people might think that uh, we that this is a DIY operation, uh, this podcast, and it mostly is. And people think you know uh, we joke about not editing the show. That's not true. We we actually do put in the time and effort to edit it. Not us. We're we're the talent. We're the hosts. We have a producer. His name is Duncan. He he kind of works tirelessly behind the scenes to make sure that we are sounding good and everything is is above board. You know, uh, and he 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 works so damn hard, doesn't he, Connor? Yeah, I mean, I he really keeps us on the brotch. As he they keeps say. us on the brotch, as they say. Yes. Um, and so he he actually did he, he draft up uh, an email to Green Day's management um, requesting press passes for us, Connor. Uh, and it was all 100% written by him, not by ChatGPT. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, because you wouldn't you wouldn't use like such a program after no. after all your like very vocal criticisms and and, and maligns against well, AI I'm saying, and all that. Like I you mean, wouldn't, you wouldn't Connor, use it, right? listen to me. I certainly I certainly wouldn't. Duncan, I don't know. I mean, he might have looser morals than than, <laughs> yeah, than us, you yeah. know. Um, True. But so, so so I think I'm gonna you know I'm gonna give him the go ahead, Connor. Um, once you know once you agree to this to to, to send mm. out this email. Um, so hopefully we can kind of we can get press passes to this show because I I do think that we um we 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 have a duty as we were saying to our our fans and to Green Day. Um, 
history as a whole, you know, to, to cover this historic performance. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, for sure, it's, it's like the timing seems just right. Like, we've already done so much yeah. on the Brotch promotion covering the lead-up to this album. Exactly, you know, yep. it, It's like, for, forget, forget going through the Green Day discography starting at the beginning song by song, which will eventually cover their entire body of work. While we're doing that, we are simultaneously covering the singles and and uh, music videos and lead up to this new album. I mean, what other podcast can say that? I know. I, who, I can't. Who else in the area, because like you said, we're in the area. Who else in the area would be more deserving than us? I can't think of a single one. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's just a great coincidence that we're in the area. Um, but I mean, in the whole entire world too, like I can't think of a single person in the whole world that would, uh, be, be, you know, more, I'm not going to say deserving, but, uh, deserving of, of, uh, press passes, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, what's even funnier too, is like, you know, just cause we can't like think of someone else. Uh, you know, it doesn't mean that that person doesn't exist or that like somewhere someone else in the world would have like a different opinion. Well, you know? well Connor, Connor, just, just but, but our opinions is, is going to be is going to be right. You yeah. Know? You know, again, it, it it's about the right opinion. And also this this reminds me of an ancient uh, proverb. Um, and I'm not sure if you've heard this one, Connor, but uh, let me know your thoughts. If if a tree falls down in the forest and no one is around to hear it did it fall down <laughs> yeah i uh, i'm not sure how that connects i don't really know what you're what you're doing it feels like you're a little maybe off the brotch right now yeah um i'm hanging on the brotch but just barely yeah <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think, I think all, all that being said, you know, um, to our valuable listeners, um, you know, we, we may have some very exciting Green Day news to be sharing with you in, uh, in the near future if this all goes yeah, as well as we hope. And, so. uh, you know, Connor, I, I just want to, uh, share with you the, the email that, uh, Duncan drafted up quickly. And then I want to get, you know, your, your go ahead so I can give Duncan the AOK to send this out for us. Um, you mean the, the AI okay? Uh, no, I don't mean that. No, I don't mean that at all. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Okay. All right. The email reads to whom it may concern. I trust this message finds you well. I am your name here representing the podcast green you, dudes you, you aren't you aren't gonna just say your name you're not just gonna put your name in well there. duncan will add his name there when when i give him the a-okay all right I'll, I'll, I'll stop interrupting you you go ahead we are eagerly anticipating the upcoming green day show at irving plaza in new york city on january 18th 2024 and we are reaching out to request press passes for our hosts to cover the event and though that's you and me the hosts um Green Dudes is a podcast committed to providing an in-depth discussion of the band's music and their positive impact on, on long-term fans. We believe that featuring Green Day's performance aligns perfectly with our dedication to exploring the musical journey of the band. Our podcast has garnered a dedicated and engaged audience. That's you, listeners. You are the dedicated and, and engaged audience. Um, so thank you for that. And we are confident that our coverage of the Green Day show will resonate well with our listeners. 
Being present at the concert with press passes will allow our hosts, host one and host two, you can, that's up for debate who's, who's host one, who's host two. I think we all know the answer to that, though. Um, <laughs> to offer a detailed and insightful review of the event, delving into the band's music and the lasting influence they have on their fan base. We kindly request press passes for our hosts and assure you that our coverage will be shared across our various platforms, including our podcast episodes, social media channels, and website. We don't have a website, but we, we, we can work on that. We can make one. We understand the importance of media partnerships and are open to any specific procedures or requirements you may have for press pass requests. Should you need additional information, please do not hesitate to contact us. We appreciate your time and consideration and look forward to the opportunity of collaborating on this exciting event. Thank you for your attention. Best regards, Duncan. I'm going to keep his last name private because he does deserve privacy. Uh, producer of the Green Dudes podcast. Connor, what are your thoughts? Are we going to fire this off to the to, uh, management? Do you yes. have any notes? Yeah. Uh, no. No notes, as they say. I has my my full support. Um, I mean, if that doesn't get us a pre- press pass, then I don't know what will. I mean, it's so well written. Like Duncan is, he, he's he's so good with the with with the English language. I mean, Connor, you're yeah. You know, you were an English major, right? I was. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't think you could do this this good. <laughs> no. No, that's why I didn't write it. So uh, it's almost like I, I'm, I'm happy to delegate that to others. It's almost like you know, is he man or is he machine? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I um, I don't know. I think he really hates it when you make that. He does, yeah. Comparison. No, he's, he's not a fan of it. His uh, his his steel robotic like eyes uh, really 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 give that away. Um, but yeah, so so people listening, um, we're having a bit of fun here. But you know, if if you are in the know, you know, and 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 your your dad works for Sirius XM or for Crush Music or something, or your uncle, whatever, you know, one of your relatives, be like, hey, I got, I, I listened to this podcast. It's called Green Dudes. It's about Green Day. Uh, they're looking for press passes. And then uh, then your uncle or dad or whatever, they're like, oh yeah, sure, I can, you know, just give him my card and that you know yeah, pass it on pass probably, on the information that's, that's probably how that works right like I the way so. that you're describing that is like probably yeah. how that works I give think. him my card yeah. and then you can you can text, yeah. text us a picture of of your uncle's business card and we'll, we'll yeah we'll or, or your dad or your dad you know, yeah, your, your, your daddy or uncle either, um, <laughs> either of them either of them <laughs> clearly though it sounds like that's going to be like the most likely familial yeah, relationship so. but could be could be an aunt um, it could be, could be a it mom. Could be an aunt. Yeah, it could be an aunt. Could be a mom. Could be a sister. You know. Yeah. Um. Could be a good friend. Could be a good friend. Um. It could be even somebody you don't really like, but you are willing to suck up to a little bit to get us what we want. You know. Just, just think about that. Uh, we love you guys. Thank you in advance. You know, feel free to DM us or email us or, uh, you know, get in touch however you can. Um. Anyways, enough pandering. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think what we're really trying to say is we'll sculpt our lives for their acceptance. Yes, yeah. For, we will sculpt our lives uh, for acceptance into the Green Day gig. That's, I mean, that's yes. pretty much words we live by. Um, yeah, and, and just saying that brings brings back memories of, of uh, 
other Green Day gigs we'll get to in in, in time and in, 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 uh, talking about songs far in the future. Um, but right now, we we're we're, we're still kind of uh, heading towards the tail end of the first Green Day album, Thirty Nine Smooth. Um, today's show, we are discussing the song "Road to Acceptance," and. This, uh, I mean, I, I, I know I've said this before about a, a couple tracks, but this, this does feel like it is a bit underrated in my book. Um, yeah, I, I think that's, I think that's fair. Yeah, and you know, it's, it's a track uh, that's, <clears throat> you know, rarely been performed live since the '90s, um, but you know, in a lot of ways, it 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 does kind of remind you it, it's it's a very very early inkling of what green day will become um yeah lyrically thematically connor what what are your initial thoughts on kind of giving the song uh, uh you know deeper listen for the first time in a long time uh i Listen to this song quite a bit on the lead up to our discussion here. Um, I, I have been on break from work given the, the holiday season, and so I've been listening to 39 Smooth a bit more and uh, focusing on this song. Even running errands, I've kind of had it on repeat, been listening to it quite a bit. You did just um, go to get groceries right before I, we I started did. recording, yeah. I did, and I, I just had this song on repeat, so I probably listened to it a good, you know, 15 times or something before Hell yeah. I Hell yeah. sat down. Um, yeah, it's, I think, um, it's it's an interesting song. Uh, I, I will want to, I know we're going to be, you know, talking about the lyrical content as we always do but i feel like that's one of the big aspects of this song yeah um which which makes it uh you know an interesting track to focus on um and i guess the the other thing that kind of struck me initially was the song structure uh because after the the two verses it pretty much just goes like back and forth between the chorus and pre-chorus and then you get like the bridge which is just like an extended uh going back into the chorus again anyways and um so like once that kind of like initial setup is done it feels like it sort of sprawls and fans out into this like back and forth kind of like chorus post-chorus pre-chorus yeah. kind of thing yeah it, it is interesting because i mean there is a pre-chorus a chorus chorus and a post chorus um which yeah. which is pretty unique for a green day song you know you think that it, you like look at it and and it's like it's like uh baby you have no idea how many choruses you can fit into this thing you know <laughs> yeah slaps road to acceptance yeah exactly <laughs> this this thing can fit so many choruses yep and uh i mean it's it's funny cuz it's like uh they they flow together so well they don't even really feel like distinctive parts they it, it it's just kind of uh you know transitions very well and you know from from the pre-chorus to chorus to post-chorus and like you said we do have a uh, an instrumental breakdown which is a classic mike durnt 
uh, moment where he's just kind of, uh, you know, playing his his sick ass bass riff, while yeah. Billy Joe is is fucking with um, feedback again with with his guitar, and then, um, you know, it, it's just a kind of a, a quieter uh, version of the chorus, which I I do think is a valid type of bridge when you kind of break down everything. And just sing the chorus over a, a you know quieter um, instrumental uh, part, but um, but unique for this album. Um, yeah, I I, uh, I think the guitar on here is pretty par for the chorus for for Thirty Nine Smooth tracks. I mean, there's mm-hmm. there's you know cool riffage going on, but I, I you know there's really no, it's nothing new, nothing that we haven't heard before from from billy on this record i don't think um and same yeah same I, goes for mike and and john yeah i i do agree with that for the most part um well i guess it, it does seem worth touching on what you mentioned with like the the feedback during the the bridge and he you know billy sort of has these um like wavering notes you know it feels like he's kind of just like hanging on one note and like well, that, bending the strings so you that get that, happens like, that, in, that, that uh, ringing effect that happens in 16 or one of the other one of the songs we did before too because i remember comparing it to welcome to paradise which which is where he perfects the art of doing that yeah yeah i mean i guess i guess all i mean to say is like i i think you're right it's like is there anything new or distinct here not necessarily but um i it's interesting because the more that we talk about each individual track, um, even even when a song shares like very sil- similar elements to another on on the record here, um, you know our stance has been that it doesn't ever feel like reused or recycled. No, um, and and so it's cool to I guess see that that same sort of. Uh, style or, or idea um, kind of repurposed here in in a different way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's what Billy is the master at doing. Um, yeah, this is just a very early example of that. I mean, you know, none of this feels stale yet. I mean, it doesn't f- feel stale today, in my opinion, but um, I, 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 I kind of want to, you know, save this for the end because it, you know, regarding the very end of the song that's the only time where they're they they do something very unique that is not really done on this record or really done anywhere else in green day's catalog um where the the outro to the song is very is very unique yeah well, wait, so do you want to talk about the outro now, or you mean you want to talk about it later? I wanted to talk about it later, but while we're talking about new, you know, things that are done that, that are different than, than other You're songs right, on right. the record... You, you mean we're going we're gonna to come back to that, right? Yeah, that yeah, I, 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 I think that's where I would, I would point out the one thing that does stick out to me. Um, but, you know, with, with all that said, I think that um, where this song shines is, is the melody... Um, mm-hmm. I it's it's supremely catchy. Um, the feel forgotten, feel like rotting line. Oh, yeah. I I swear to God, Connor, it has been in my head for for decades. Like it's 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 just always in there somewhere. And like all something will happen that'll trigger it, and I'll be like, oh yeah, that that song. You know, it's like I don't know. It's it's like one of those <laughs> it's one of those lines that is like forever with me. 
I know just what you mean, and that that is um, one of the few notes that I took down. Like I made sure I wanted to to point that out because that 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 brief part there, it's like the the rhyme is so simple yeah. that it feels like an immediate hook. It's like um, I know I know that's a thing that we've talked about a lot in many different ways, and I think I am going to keep coming back to the idea. I think there's a lot of strength in the apparent simplicity of what they're doing on this album, um, and I, this is a really great example of it. Um, and then you know, just off the off the back of that, where he's like, adolescence just can't make sense. You know, it's like it's. Just a, I, I feel like it's such a small thing that encapsulates so much of what we've been talking about. Where it's like Billy's been writing so much about like coming to this this place in his life where suddenly you know he's he's you know having to like navigate his own internal struggle and feelings and having to figure out how that relates to being in romantic relationships or like interacting with girls. And then, like, at the same time, a big focus when we were talking about 16 was, like, just how much it seems like at this age people are changing around you and, and things are shifting. And, like, just that one simple line, adolescence just can't make sense, contains all of that. Yeah. No, you're you're right. It, it, it sums up uh, so much of what he is trying to express and it's so simple and so silly and it's like such such an adolescent line you know but but it yeah. works it works so perfectly um yeah no i i i totally agree it's it's yeah it's one of those songs where where um it it really d- feels like it is written by by a teenager you know and mm-hmm. um not in a bad way you know it's not like uh, cringy poetry or anything. It's just like, oh wow, this is like written by somebody with a lot of innocence and naivete, um, and which makes it even more interesting. Because I mean, obviously, the 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 brunt of this song, um, kind of what I was uh, hinting at earlier, is is uh, this is really the first song um, where Green Day is is socially conscious, socially aware. Um, in a way that, that we have not really seen before. Um, and it's, it's not just one thing. Um, you know, I think road to acceptance, uh, can mean different things to different people. Um, but I mean, it's, it's very much, uh, you know, pro, pro equality and, uh, you know, obviously, um, anti-racist anti-homophobia, anti-sexism, that's kind of where they come from. That's a big uh, directive from the, you know, Gilman scene, which which in turn, you know, informed a lot of their views and politics, I think, um, for the years to come. But what, what makes this song so interesting to me is, like, you know, because we get this, and again, it's from a perspective of, oh, this is just a teenager, you know, who is looking out into the world and seeing all this injustice, you know, and this hatred and, uh, who's confused himself, you know, um, trying to make sense of it all. Um, and so it comes from a very innocent, you know, naive and, and youthful perspective. 
Um, and then, yeah, that comes back into play um, in the late 90s or in the 2000s in a, in a big way where we uh, kind of kind of get the same person looking looking back on it or looking at the world from a from a hardened wiser point of view yeah it, it will be interesting to kind of connect this song and this idea back to where they're going to take it and and how billy um approaches it in his writing as he gets older um i agree with all that and and especially you know your thoughts on um how it relates to uh, their their involvement in Gilman Street. That's a really great shout out. Um, the, the other thing I want to mention here, and I think we're maybe going to go back and forth a little bit between these two things, because I feel like this song is uh, lyrically almost like two, two halves of things, I, I feel like, kind of smashed together. Um, what I appreciate about this song too is how honest it feels about like Billy being confused himself and kind of the natural uh, you know shortcomings or mistakes that 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 comes with growing up because like this song is sort of framed around knowing the right thing to do and like knowing uh the like best ways to to treat people i guess or or rather like to act yourself and then compromising on that because of others yes yeah absolutely and and i mean that's kind of a i don't know that's that's something that you do learn when you're younger like you know you have these adults that you look up to and respect and then you know, I mean, you can see them in, in compromising situations where you're like, wait, I thought, you know, I mean, whether it's like, I don't know, your uncle laughing at a racist joke or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, yeah. like, oh, man, I thought you were a good one, but you're just kind of like laughing to try and fit in. And that like a lot mm-hmm. of, uh, you know, a lot of uh, racism that maybe people think is is, you know, just a joke or not harmful or whatever is 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 just because people are trying to fit in and going along with the crowd and stuff and obviously uh that's been antithetical to green day's message from the very beginning um because you know that's not how you produce change um and uh yeah i think it's important to kind of call it out for what it is and in growing up you have a lot of those moments where you you know you realize uh you know the the, the kind of darker darker corners of 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 suburban life or or of your your familial circle or whatever yeah and i i do think that that's all right and that's all part of um what billy's writing about here but tell me what you think of this, because I always kind of took the lyrics to be more about um, Billy and I guess Green Day as a whole feeling sort of othered within the punk community at the time. And so, like, I, I feel like the first verse, like, I think Billy thinks it's so important. He sings it twice, you know, right back to back. For, for emphasis, and so he's saying he wastes all this time 
you know, thinking about what other people think of him, and he's not going to do exactly what he wants to do because he wants to fit in. You know, that's, that's yeah, yeah. pretty much explicitly what he's saying here. And so I always took that more as um, feeling like he he wants to be like fully accepted um, into the music scene that he's a part of, but but like he can't shake this feeling that he just isn't you know other people just don't really want him around the same way i think that is totally in there and that's totally part of it um but no yeah you know you you did mention you think it's kind of like there's two halves of 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 the meaning in this song and i think that's yeah spot on it's 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 personal and it's political you know um and and for the personal bit like i think the, the the whole uh, not punk enough thing or not being accepted in the punk scene is totally part of it. Um, but that first verse also makes me think like, you know, as, as somebody growing up who does kind of feel like an outsider, um, everyone kind of wants you to follow the traditional life script and, uh, you know, go along with that and you'll never do exactly what you want. You, you know, you'll sculpt your life for society's acceptance. Um, I think that that kind of plays a part in it too. Um, so I think we're, I, I, I do think it's all in there. Yeah, no, you're right. Like it would be, it, it would be excluding, I think, you know, what I think is intended meaning in this song by just focusing on one part of it. It's like, if you, if you talk about the big picture stuff, then it's like, well, you know, what about Green Day's history and the punk rock scene during that time? And if you just talk about that, it's like, well, what about the rest of the song when they're, they're talking where it's like very clearly about like, um, yeah, anti-racism, um, and, and everything else that we, that we covered. So I, I think it is like, uh, like big picture and and intimate stuff, like kind of all wrapped up in the in the same verses and the same lyrics, kind of just like covering all of it. Yeah, definitely. I I um, I, you know that that brings us back to something we've we've mentioned a few times and something that Billy Joe has always said, even in the lead to Saviors when they dropped the American Dream is Killing Me, um, where it's like the political has to come from a personal place and here here he he does that you know right away with with the first political song uh it's 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 already deeply personal um which which i think is is interesting um yeah i i uh i i think it's it's funny because this came out in you know it was it was cooked up in maybe in the late 80s and released in 1990 um and you know, I, I think the song has aged very well. Um, it, it doesn't seem corny or hokey or anything, um, but it it's kind of funny because I've been watching um, I've been watching old Doctor Who with my sister. Um, okay. And, and we're watching the uh, the season from 1989 right now, um, and there's a lot of like like the companion for those who don't watch doctor who there's a companion and the doctor and they travel in time and space together you know it's my favorite show i'm not obsessed with it or anything but it's nor it's normal i just watch it all the time I'm not obsessed um the companion is like a like an 80s punk who has like patches on her on her you know bomber jacket and stuff and like she likes to blow things up and 
you know, she's like very into like anti-racism, anti-homophobia stuff, like, you know, progressive and, and, uh, you know, it's, it's funny cause I feel like during that time period, it was very much like a caricature. There was like a character, you know, caricature of that, um, kind of progressivism. And like, you would see that in like after school specials and stuff too, like, you know, just like stereotypical, like, like NBC showing like a, you know, after school special depicting the, the dangers or, or the, the, um, you know, how, how bad racism is. And, and I think, you know, obviously those things did a net good and it's, it was, it's a good direction that the culture moved in, but also <laughs> like those things can come off as a bit corny, um, looking at them from, you know, our vantage point in the future. Um, yeah. And, and while this has aged well, I don't think it's corny. I think, I, I just think it's funny cause it does kind of like remind me of like, you know, the TV shows with a message from back then. Um, uh, yeah, I do. I do get what you mean. Um, I just, I feel like I have to say, I do think there is one corny part in this song. Uh, what is it? When he says, if you'd stop a while and maybe <laughs> if you'd smile, yeah, yeah, yeah. you would realize that we're all the same. Yes. Yes. You're right. That, that is 100%. I mean, it is pretty fucking corny. Yeah. <laughs> 100 percent that's that's gotta be ripped yeah. straight from an after school special um yeah and, you know like you're saying though like it's it it works in the song it i i agree with you that um i think this song is aged well and i don't ever feel like uh oh wow like that's that's so lame but it does sort of have this um i i i guess uh just a a really powerful sense of optimism that that kind of kind of feels like well maybe maybe we're just like too quick to assume that that's gonna be all it takes and i and i don't think that that's you know this is not billy positing a solution this is a you know very much a song built on like big emotions and powerful ideals that that billy loves to do and that's great it works here but it, it just it does feel a little bit like a hey what if we all just held hands yeah you know, like kumbaya. Could, could we could we uh you know could we have world peace then yes is that yeah. all it takes yeah no that that's absolutely it and uh you know again that's kind of the the youthful naive perspective i'm i'm talking about you know and you know going from this to like the american dream is killing me um which is like sarcastic and jaded and stuff it's it's i don't know it's it's uh obviously we live in the real world but it is it is sad you know it's kind of sad to to think yeah. about um and, and you know obviously things worked out all right for for him he's you know billy joe is a uh, very successful and wealthy and but uh but just the perspective change over over you know three decades is like wow the world really happened to you too you know yeah yeah i mean I, I guess it's undeniable as you're getting older and, you know, I think probably even from a songwriting perspective, Billy's probably thinking like, I've been, you know, writing about this shit since I was 16 and, you know, this is how I felt at the time. And, um, yeah, it's going to do a number on anyone to think that like things aren't, uh, always changing in the way that you would hope, you know, there's very clear signs that, 
the progress isn't linear. There, there is no like perfect arc of history where everyone is moving forwards into an inevitable utopia. It's like it's things things still get fucked up. It's you know? wib- it's wibbly wobbly, progressy wagressy. There we go. You, you are know? not obsessed with Doctor Who at all. That's no, if you just no. like it a normal amount. It's just a normal thing. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we kind of go from from that hokey kind of corny line that is it is wholesome, but it is it's definitely corny, um, as we mentioned. Um, then, th- then the other thing that I wanted to mention, which was which is the second verse um, is is really interesting to me. Uh, I'll just read it. All my life, I've seemed to have this need. I think at times it even turns to greed. We all want to join some family. We'll even sacrifice a moral changing, which is kind of mm-hmm. kind of goes to what we talked about before with uh, people selling out uh, more, you know, their morals and stuff. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I haven't really paid much attention to this verse until listening to it for the podcast, um, and, and I, I thought it was pretty, pretty good and pretty, uh, you know, it, it, thought provoking. Kind of what, 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 what are your thoughts on the second verse? Well, one, I agree completely. This verse also jumped out at me. And um, it's the, the verses, I think, are really what make the song work. As much as we said that the, the chorus, post-chorus, pre-chorus, makes such a big chunk of the song and the melody's great, and there's important lyrical uh, content in there as well. Like, obviously, you need all of it for it to work. But I think it's these two verses that... that imbue the choruses with as much meaning as it feels like they have because um the verses are so explicit like you're saying and i just really um admire that that billy included this in his songwriting because to me it feels like he's saying um that that he's like part of the problem Uh or or like it's sort of a inevitable difficulty that that all people sort of have to deal with and figure out for themselves. It's like, um, I, I, I guess, I guess I appreciate it because it it just seems like very honest and real. Because like, yeah, on the one hand, it's like, okay, maybe if we all smiled, then you know there won't be racism anymore. Yeah. And then on the other hand, in the, in the verses, it's like, well, you know, I know what the right thing to do is, but um, I have this desire for people to like me and I will change things about like who I am and how I express myself in order to fit in. And like that also sucks. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I do think it's, it's pretty self-aware. Um, uh, yeah. About him himself. And as uh, you know, maybe his, scene that he runs in and in the world as a whole um and the you know this whole song but this verse especially you know throughout this album i've kind of mentioned about how billy's vocals are they're they're very youthful very exuberant you know kind of elasticy where he he's he sings in a very free way um and listening to to this song on repeat like i did today um made me think like a lot of the time when you read along with the lyrics it's it's a little bit you know like oh yeah that's what that 
means or that's what that says because the way billy sings is almost like he's he's making noises to like imply a word or imply a sentence but like uh, like you know not kind of you know not not saying it concrete enough to uh you know or being open-ended enough to leave room for interpretation because because like we'll even sacrifice a moral changing like that's not exactly how it's sung you know and like all my life i've seen uh you know need at times it even turns to greed like it's it's uh it's 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 all sung kind of fast and loose um which which i think is 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 a uh, kind of a positive of billy joe's performance on this album as a whole but um when you have lines kind of as important as this um it's eye-opening when you actually read the lyrics yeah i know what you mean and i've not been shy about saying like what lyrics i have not known before and a, a big part of like um feeling like there's these gaps in my knowledge of the lyrics it, it almost always is just because the way that billy sings it I, I i'm like how would i have ever have known that if i didn't just look it up and and read it for myself you know what is funny though because i've mentioned i've been uh listening to this record a bit more frequently now as we're discussing it and one of the the first instances where we we, uh, brushed up against this was on disappearing boy the line billy has is i vanished from all your joy and we were like there's no way there's no way that that and then as i've been listening to it more and knowing that that's what he says i feel like i hear it so clearly now yeah. and it kind of reminds me of uh it's a weird thing to reference but you know like the yanny laurel yes, thing yanny laurel yeah yeah it's it's like once your brain is able to like impose the thought on the song the lyric sounds like the line you know the delivery sounds like the the words that <laughs> that it says he's saying but before that I would have never known. And now I'm like, oh yeah, it's clear as day. I vanished from all your joy. Like I could, I'll never not know that now. Yeah. Um, but it, it sort of is a bit of a mind game. I think, you know, you, you sort of have to like twist it into being like, yeah, I know that's what he's saying. And yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's a, it's a back and forth in a way. No, you're, you're right. And it's, it's funny, like how brains work. Um, because, yeah, you know, I'm sure years from now we'll be like we'll take for granted that those are the lines, um, but and it's also funny because we've been listening to these songs for years, you know, and, and just haven't really uh, cared cared to to confirm these lyrics or you know because I think the the vibe I get is like these songs were kind of um, they kind of hashed and mashed these songs in the practice room. And, you know, I I think they they played them and kind of, uh, you know, a lot of songwriting is is like, oh, get the melody down and like the words come later. So you're kind of like improvising, just using vowels and, you know, whatever you think the melody should be and then kind of filling in the blanks later on. Um, Part of me thinks like that's that has to have been how these songs were written. And that's that might also explain um, why some of these these lyrics are 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 sung so you know in such a way that that uh, you know you 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 
find it hard to believe that uh, the lyrics are what the the booklet says they are. Um, yeah, the only thing that makes me skeptical about that. I think you're, I, I, I'm completely with you on, like, that's probably how the songs were written. Um, 100%. That's what it feels like to me, too. It's, um, it's just funny because I, I feel like as Billy continues, we go through this, this period of, like, a Dookie Insomniac warning where, like, we just get moments where it feels, like, unhinged, you know? He'll just lean into it so fully that um, I, I really do think it's just a, a, a very, in, I mean, obviously it's intentional. I know that we both know that, but I don't think, I don't think it's that he's like trying to cover anything up or like, he's like, oh yeah, you know, we'll just say that it's, it was this, right? It's like, um, I kind of feel like, I, I kind of feel like it's, it's funny looking so closely at the lyrics here because I do think you're right that they were probably made up pretty fast and loose, and and that's kind of why it's it's sort of amazing that there is as much yes content or like meaning in there to discuss as there is. Like it still feels like they wanted to have something there that 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 was worth singing about. Yes, no, no. I think I I, I think you're you're getting to you know a point that I was gonna make is that uh. Um, especially with kind of the evolution of Billy Joe's vocals. Um, I think this being their first album, like Billy Joe seems to go to great lengths to like fit his lyrics into the melodic mold that he has cast for himself. So like he will contort words in different ways to fit them in, but he's still saying them. Like he's still making sure that they're said, even if they are, said in like a way that is that you have to like really <laughs> strain to understand um like yeah. it's all it's all in there um and i think he's that's that's like a, that's a true talent that like to to really like um to like you know work with syllables and fit them into all different shapes and sizes and weird angles and stuff like i think that's a that's a talent that he has um and on future releases, like you said, like there are many unhinged moments where like he's just not saying anything like like he's just yeah, or he's yeah. saying made up words like and I think that's kind of part of the evolution as a songwriter where he's like, well, I don't have to like I don't have to force this into a certain mold like this can just exist as like as just as uh, just a noise, you know, if it, and yeah, the- if it enhances the song, it's just a noise. Yeah, the the part that always like epitomizes that to me is geek uh, geek stink breath. That's where I feel yeah, like it's just definitely uh, geek just stink breath. Nothing at all. Hitching yeah. a ride, the end of hitching a ride. Like there's there, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of great, especially in the '90s, a lot of great Billy moments where you where you know people have debated for years and have written you know thesis papers on on what does this mean what 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 was the last line in hitching right now <laughs> uh no i I'm, I'm actually not joking i'm sure that has happened um but yeah so i think that's that's a that's a true talent um yeah and it, you know like it's it's incredible that we're still talking about this like deciphering the lyrics like hieroglyphics 20 years into our fandom you know like it's 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 very funny that we have to do that uh and it's also fun um let's see so so you know quickly i know we mentioned that the instrumentals were you know nothing too 
too out of the box for this album. Um, I think they're they're very solid. Like Mike's bass parts um, are super solid and super in the pocket for him, um, which yeah. is consistent through the entire record. Um, you know, we mentioned that the bridge is kind of where he shines again, where we we kind of get that that uh, baseline kind of taking up the the lead there, which is which is great. Um, and you know, for me, I don't know if I was listening intently enough, but. You know, the Kiffmeister here, I, I don't think there was much to write home about. What What are your thoughts? Nah, I'm completely in line with you. Um, Mike's bass is great. Um, he, he goes back and forth between, like, fitting the rhythm perfectly, and then he'll do, like, you know, he'll have his own little uh, flourishes or, or lines that he throws in there yes especially in the bridge all great things to shout out i fucking love just how clear um and thick the bass sounds like in I this know. in this song so. um yeah for kiffmeyer uh yeah it's it, it feels like just very much in line with his more um uh, standard feeling performances that he's given where it's like yeah there's nothing to criticize but there's just not not any like moments that that feel like he puts his stamp on the song the more i listen um the more i feel like i'm i'm picking up more on like what i do think are some of like kiffmeyer's signature moments for for drumming and I cannot like unhear how often he has like a tambourine going. I, so many songs, and I just feel like that's not something that like Trey cares about. Or, but it feels like it's all over this record. It's it's on parts of this song, which is why I'm bringing it up. And I'm like, I just I feel like it's something that he you know really feels drawn to to give like a just one more like layer to uh to his drumming and and that's interesting but yeah it doesn't feel like it adds enough or or does anything remarkable on its own where it's like oh yeah Kiffmeyer really you know got up to bat for this song it's yeah. just pretty good I I agree with that and on the topic of the tambourine like I think you're right he does kind of lean on that as a way to fill out his his uh drum parts but also, you know, I, I, I wouldn't go as far to say that Trey doesn't fuck with tambourines because it, it automatically makes me think of that scene in Quattro where they're recording fuck time and and Trey is recording tambourines for it. And then it starts off with like he has one tambourine, then he just adds like <laughs> more and more. And then suddenly like he, you know, he, he has like tambourines like hung on his arm he has like 10 tambourines and he's like shaking them all yeah. at the same time and um he talks about how important uh, the tambourine is for the song um but I, I i i do think you're right that uh it's something that he does not that's not one of his go-tos you know and it is it's very prevalent on this record in a way that it's not on any other green day record i don't i don't think um, yeah, that's that's my like memory of it too uh, it'll be interesting as with so many other things to listen more closely as we go on and be like you know is that true or but but yeah. in my memory yeah that that's that's the way i think about it as yeah well. you know kiffmeister you are not putting your whole kiff mussy into this track <laughs> and it shows <laughs> you know yeah i do i do like the uh there's um he he has like a build-up in the beginning of the song you know as it as it goes from 
the intro into that first verse, uh, that's a cool drum moment. But but other than that, nothing's coming to mind for me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I I uh, this is one of the songs where like I can't even. It's not, I'm not even imagining it. But I I do think that Trey would probably improve this song. Like I, th- I think he would bring a power to this song that is needed. And this brings us to the outro, the very end of the song, mm-hmm. where uh, I think it's 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 killer. The you know the the bass and drums stop, and you kind of get a uh, like a delayed guitar. Uh, repeating uh, from Billy Joe, and then it all just kind of bursts with a bow. It's really, really awesome. Um, and so it's, it's, it's. I think that's one of my favorite moments on the entire record. Um, but I do also think that Trey would have brought something very cool to that moment that is missing. Yeah, I also really like the uh, the outro here. <clears throat> The one thing I've been... Th- I think this is, like, maybe the first time I really feel like... Um, it seems like there's a missed opportunity to me, though. Or or, or maybe what I mean is... If I were uh, a producer, I would have a suggestion, I think, to maybe stitch two things together to make it feel a bit more cohesive and interesting. Because... Um, the song that we're, we're going to be discussing next time is Rest. And I kind of have this theory just by listening to the album that I think maybe they decided to put this outro into Road to Acceptance to kind of smooth the transition from it to Rest. And I think that's a really cool idea if that's the intent there. But that's kind of what it sounds like to me. Um... But then I feel like if that's the case, I wish that they would have done one of those transitions where it's seamless. It would have been really cool to um, fully connect the outro of Road to Acceptance into the intro of Rest. And I think it would have been a really cool album moment that I kind of think they they had maybe like the beginnings of that idea. But it's to me, it's not fully realized. Yeah, I mean, thinking about that, that would be really cool because I'm gonna just, uh, I'll just sample it right now. It'll go, you know, and into the. I did a really good job at just, I just. That was a, there. it was a really good. I hope we don't get flagged for copyright. I know, I know, really it's pretty sample. close to the actual thing, but um, I, I can imagine how that would sound, and it sounds really fucking cool. Um, so you're right. And yeah, maybe they had that thought, but also it's like, did they have the technology to do that? You know, like, like obviously, because the first, I think the first time they had a track that transitioned like that was in Dookie, right? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think you're right. I don't think that's going to happen on Kerplunk. No, it doesn't. I, and I, I think like maybe, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not an expert of, of analog recording, but uh, it could be like a major label trick, you know? It could be a little bit tough for, for Lookout to uh, to get done in those days. I'm not sure, though. I have no yeah. idea. I have no fucking idea how that works. All, all I know is I can barely do it myself for, uh, with Logic Pro. That it's also yeah, it's no, a very hard thing to do <laughs> still today. It's, it's definitely worth considering that they were working with a very different technology at a very different level in their career where like maybe if they maybe even if they wanted to do that um 
you know, as they're as they're recording this album, it's like, yeah, it could be a limitation of uh, what they had access to, or it could just be like a, oh well, yeah, maybe we could do it, but like it's not even fucking worth it, like the the, the hassle, yeah. and, you know, like maybe people are just like, okay, well, cool idea, but I bet you don't bother. Who cares? I bet you it was a case of like like John, the the Kiffmeister goes up to Larry Livermore, he's like, hey Larry, we got this cool song. It's missing this one thing, you know. It's we 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 wanted to transition into the next track. I know that's a little bit difficult, but it would really improve the the record if we did that. And then uh, Larry's like, Kiffmeister, Kiffmeister. I, I I crunched the numbers. We just don't have the budget. We just it's, we don't have the budget this year. I'm sorry. Maybe next record. Um, and so I can. I mean, I'm okay with blaming it on Larry Livermore. Yeah, yeah, they were probably like, "Wow, they should call you Larry Liver less." Wow, I, you know, um, let's let's not lash out at Larry because I think he might be a future guest on Green Dudes. Oh no, no, that, that's not me lashing out at him. I'm saying that's what they were thinking at the time. Oh yeah, yeah. That that that's like a that's like a sneak into like their that no that's one said into their that. Ha- yes that that's that's right, that was that was like no one vocalized that you know, but they well, were like well, kind actually, of thinking like oh wow like actually, maybe maybe that's what they should call you you know what probably happened is is i wouldn't say that no of course not of course not you're an angel um i would never argue with larry livermore i've never done that before you've never done that not even online about anything no i've, um, ne- I've never done no, that before and no. i never will um but you know a- after that that meeting between uh the kiffmeister and mr livermore i bet you he goes back into he goes to band practice the next day and he's like billy mike i i, I really fought for this this cool change um but that that motherfucker larry livermore he just he's not budging He's a penny pincher over there. Look out. He's not giving us the money for it. We, we can't make it happen, guys. I'm sorry. And then Mike and Mike and Billy were probably like, don't talk about Larry like that, you piece of shit. Larry's, yeah, our, Larry's yeah. our guy. He even he even knows a drummer that's better than you. That, that mm-hmm. you know, he's been suggesting to us. We might have to take him up on that offer. I don't know. That's that. I think that's probably exactly how it went down. Yeah. So. You know, and uh, that's just uh, that's just history. The rest is history, as they that's say. That's history. That's history. That's that's just the 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 undeniable way it all went down. Connor, do you have any final thoughts on um, Road to Acceptance before we get to the segments? Last thing I wanted to mention was I, I just wanted to like touch briefly one more time on these what I kind of think of as like the the two like different parts of the song. Maybe I just want to get your thoughts on it a bit more, or or um, just just see what you think. But yeah, like, definitely. so with the chorus, uh, it's it's sort of like this, um, like I guess like we said, like just a, a call to action and a, and a call to acceptance, right? Um, and it, it makes me think, uh, considering like their involvement in the music scene and all that. But it, it, it makes me think too of um, the Operation Ivy song Unity, which is, uh, you know, much more focused on that idea throughout it. But um, I guess one, we we already talked about like Gilman and everything. And it's like, yeah, um, I do think that this was a, a big idea that was circulating at the time. And it's cool to have it on this song. It's cool to have it on their first record. Really interesting to discuss. I just think it's, 
it's kind of funny because to me, the verses are sort of like saying um, that Billy feels like he gets like really caught up in what other people think of him and it it makes him second guess himself or act differently yeah. or, or compromise in some way that you know he's not comfortable with. He's writing about it because he's not happy about that. And then on the the chorus we get again like that that call for acceptance and unity which is all great. And then the post chorus which we didn't really talk about says it's just like our brain when it goes insane we feel the same pain. And so I guess I just wanted to like stitch all that together and I sort of feel like Is that like, a Best Coast think... song? <laughs> With uh, yeah, the the rhyming there, I know. Best Coast rhyme scheme. Yes. Uh, I'm surprised Billy isn't talking about being alone and at the phone. Although I think we we might have gotten didn't yeah, we get something about a phone I, before? Uh, I was going to mention like um Bethany from Best Coast and we'll talk about this more with Kerplunk get so much shit for rhyming lazy and crazy and hazy and baby and stuff. Yeah. And on Kerplunk, Billy Joe does that like three times and doesn't get yeah. shit for it. And I he does it on this record like, too. I kind of feel like earlier in the album, he mentioned something about the phone, but I know for a fact, um, actually, is it going to be the, the judge's daughter? Whereas, like, um, oh. my girlfriend left me yeah. on the phone. I'm pathetic. He left here alone. Here yeah. alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So we, we do get that, too, and that's funny. So anyways, uh, to, to wrap this up, though, I, I it's not that, like, I here's what I'm trying to say. I think it's weird to have these two ideas next to each other because I don't think Billy's saying, like, oh, man, sometimes I hang out with people who, uh, you know, do, like, microaggressions or are racist and I have to compromise myself in those situations. I think he's saying in a much more benign way where it's, like, he he feels like, you know, he has to change the way he expresses himself in order to fit in, which... I really love that idea, but I do think it's a little weird because I'm not sure why that is like directly next to, hey, can't we all just get along and, uh, you know, if we just like smiled at each other and, yeah. and we're like nice to each other, like wouldn't everything be okay? Um, and then I guess I was trying to end with the post chorus because I feel like, I feel like he's trying to say something like, um, you know, the way that people do exclude others or make other people feel bad or or in extreme cases uh, are racist and um, express themselves in like very hateful ways. I think I think his take here a little bit is like those people are crazy, you know it's like their their brains are like fried um, and it hurts everyone. I don't know. So yeah. I just wanted to throw all that out there because I, I do think there's a lot happening with the lyrics and I I didn't I didn't figure out how to put it all together because I think some of it is a bit thrown at the wall. Like I, you said. I think so but, too. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think like it's I think it is organized in a way where you could be you could maybe take <clears throat> take the wrong thing away from it or maybe it does come across a little bit muddled, especially because there are there are two different things that are being talked about or expressed here that do have. Uh, 
do share similarities, but um, but they are different. And then that that the post chorus, it's just like our brain when it goes insane, we feel the same pain. It it that to me really uh, kind of um, makes me think like, yeah, we're all humans with emotions and stuff. It's just how you express those emotions that matters you know like we feel the same pain but don't take it out on so and so because they're no different to you you know like like you know we, we are united in that pain or you know uh, we're 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 all the same in that way um so uh, yeah i mean i i i do think it's a little bit um it's not as focused as as maybe maybe an anti-racist anthem um would be but hey it's 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 baby's first uh woke song (laughs) you know so i think it's pretty good yeah no it it is and i like your um your interpretations on on some of that there so thanks for going over it one more time I, i i do think it's a really interesting song and um i love that that billy tackles what he does here and i i love that you know, because I think the acceptance, like you could think about it as obviously acceptance of all races, all lifestyles, all um, you know sexual orientations and expressions, and just like we were talking about with Gillen Street, like. But I, I think also, um, I I love when he mentions, you know, the the lines like, "Do you feel the same?" And I, I feel like it's a bit of a call to like recognizing, like, think about how many people. Billy's like, if, if I'm, you know, not being completely honest in, in the way that I feel about things and the way that I express myself around others, then like how many others are, are doing the same thing and yeah, inhibiting yeah. themselves in some kind of a way. And it, it feels like a real call to arms to, to live like a free and honest life you know, with, with yourself and others. And I, I really appreciate that about it Absolutely. as well. Like, like yeah. acceptance of your, of yourself yes. and yes. and those around you. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And I think that's, you know, there it is again, or, you know, maybe one of the, um, one of the strongest connections to, to, you know, Green Day's ethos and, and, you know, it, it's kind of, uh, that through line from here. It's a minority, you know, to, to America, to, to Jesus, Burbia, to, to all these songs kind of about being your, or, you know, accepting yourself in, in ways that are difficult and, um, that we're all alone together, you know, um, uh, it all starts here folks, you know? And I think with that, uh, I'm ready to get into our segments. The first one, real quick, on words I should have known. Words I should have known. Wait, 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 wait. Um, now just tell me the words I should have known. The words yep. I should have known. There we go. Nice. Uh, we already talked about some some lines that, yeah, like Billy's delivery makes it hard to know. And as I've been listening to this record, and looking up the lyrics, there are uh, definite other spots on this on this song where I'm like, oh yeah, that's what he's saying. But I, I feel like I have this song down really well, except for um, the one I wanted to mention actually was, I always thought he was saying, I'll scar my life for your oh, acceptance. Oh, yeah. Like, it's a wound, you know, that yeah, doesn't yeah, yeah. heal. But I like that, you know, according to what 
we found here. We're still going back to genius, I'm sure. Yes. He says sculpt. He does say sculpt. Sculpt my life for your acceptance. Um, And actually, I do want to to draw (laughs) some attention to the genius annotations here because they're pretty good on this one. Um, There's just a lot of funny pictures attached. I I I haven't looked at them, but uh, go for it. Yeah, the the, um, line, you know, I'll never do exactly what I want and I'll sculpt my life for your acceptance. Um, the annotation is they're just going they're going so far as to change the way they act and live just to be accepted by other people, which is correct. But the picture the picture um, that they attached is like of an actual like sculpture artist or like somebody sculpting a, like a, <laughs> like architecture somewhere, which is very funny. Yeah. Um, and, you know, to scar your life for acceptance that would that's like what the lyric would be if if green day was an upcoming up and coming band in like 2005 uh like an emo an emo 2000s hot topic emo version of early green day i'll scar my life i'll cut my life into pieces yeah this is my my last this is my road to road (laughs) um uh so that's very funny i you know this is a song that I never really paid attention to the lyrics or or dove in. So I think I I think I knew sculpt. I think I knew it was sculpt, but I would always like sing or or think scope because it sounds like mm. it sounds like scope to me. And I'll scope, my, which is doesn't really make any sense at all. Yeah, and uh, you know, without getting into more specifics, but like there there definitely are other moments on. Like as I was like f- refamiliarizing myself with the song, I, you know, you you mentioned. Um, uh, I think it was the second verse where you were like, "Oh yeah, you know those those lyrics are like really impactful." Um, but like it, it wasn't it wasn't all as coherent as uh, no, like as, as we thought in our memory, right? And it's like, oh wow, like um, like definitely definitely the song has moments like that where that yeah. made me go, it's 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 really cool to to feel like I have a more in-depth uh, knowledge of it because it, it just reveals so much about what, what the song is ultimately saying with, with moments like that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, like, like, we'll even sacrifice immortal changing kind of sounds like we'll even sacrifice tomorrow's changing or something like that. Yeah, you know, yeah. The one line that I'm going to point out that I was totally clueless about... Um, was adolescence just can't make sense and that's yeah that's a basic one and like i feel like i should have picked up on that um before now but i i always heard uh like tries and misses just can't make sense Uh, which (laughs) which again is it doesn't really make too much sense and adolescence just can't make sense is is the better line but uh but that was like uh that was an aha moment for me today yeah and that that is definitely another moment where talking about like Billy's delivery um, being very fast and loose, you know, he the way he says adolescence, yeah, it, to me it, it sounds like he says it with a W. It's like adolescence, <laughs> you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it, it yeah it was one of those uh, Yanny laurels. I was like oh yeah you know now I'll never unhear it like I know it but. Um, what do you but, think? But before looking it up, yeah, I don't, do I don't think, think uh, I knew that either. Do you think Billy Joe heard Yanny or Laurel? Laurel. Laurel. Why do you? What makes you think that? 
Um, you know, I don't know. That was my knee-jerk reaction. But now I'm thinking, I feel like Yanny is maybe the, the sharper, yelpier kind of... Yeah, uh, it, it could be Yanny. I mean, here's the thing. It's like, Yanny sounds like Yanni, which is a musician. It's a performer, you know, famous performer. Um, yeah, yes, and he is. Laurel, Laurel is like Laurel Canyon, which is a place in California that's a famous place, right? Um, I think. And, uh, you know, Billy does live in California, so it's like, it could be Laurel. He could be like, oh, yeah, like Laurel Canyon. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, maybe if we ever get to sit down and talk with him after we have our press passes, um, we could ask him. Yeah. So just a few weeks from now, we can ask him. Yeah, we, we, we can ask him on the 18th. You know, we'll, we'll have our press passes. Yes, yes. We'll have just one question to ask Billy Joe. And we'll say, <laughs> Yanny or Laurel? That's good. And, and I mean, then we'll also have to ask about the dress, if it's if it's blue and black or gold and white. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, that brings us on to our uh, next segment, um, which is, Connor, have we ever heard this song live? Wow. Um... I was really hoping that you would just let me know. I mean, I, here's here's what I think. Um, I really do kind of feel like it's possible that I've heard this song, but I don't have any specific memory of it, so I'm going to say I don't think so. Yeah, we have not heard this song live. Um, it has been played live sparingly. They did play it live at the, um, at the Sweet Children reunion show um, before the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, with the Kiffmeister himself, um, and I watched that performance on YouTube today. It's pretty pretty good, um, and I think they played it. They played it once in Costa Rica. After that, I think, um, but I'm not I'm not sure if it's, it's if it's been whipped out uh, since then. Um, but you know, again, it's 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 a good it's an oldie buddy goodie. So I'd I'd be happy to hear more of it. Maybe they'll play it on the 18th. Who knows? Um, yeah. On to our, uh, our, our final fun segment. We have uh, comments from, from Green Day fans on, on various social media platforms. The first comment I have today is from the world's biggest Green Day fan. I know, Connor, that you, know, you and I are definitely in the running for like the biggest Green Day fan out there. But I think this guy has got us beat. This is uh, from Twitter. It's from Mr. Billy Joe Armstrong on Twitter. Um, oh, okay. So I, I, I think he's, I think he has that that title locked down. Um, he tweets, "Road to acceptance is about teenage confusion, and it's also about anti-racism. First time trying to make sense of a fucked up world." Yeah, that's really cool to just see like how succinctly I know. Billy throws it all out there without like any like he he has no. Uh, no reservations about being like it's both which yeah, yeah, is exactly yeah. where our, our conversation ended and i'm yes. like well if we, if we have those two ideas together like yeah is it muddled or this and that um but i, I really love billy's perspective he's like it's just both there you have yeah, it we're done here <laughs> exactly and that's that's kind of like um i i mean that's you know we, we talked about how how that's kind of the big thing about his songwriting is that it's not it's not ever really about just one thing um it, it, there's multiple interpretations and uh i mean i think it it that's why he's such a great songwriter um so that was cool to see him tweet about that um 
the next one we have from Proto Charlotte on YouTube, and this is only from three years ago. Proto Charlotte says, this song seems very appropriate now. Hmm. And so you know, true, Charlotte. It's very true. And the scary thing, Connor, is that this comment was from three years ago. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna you know to hell with it. I'm gonna say it. It's even more appropriate now, three years later. Wow. So. You know, if everyone just stopped for a while, and maybe if they'd smile, uh, things would be better. Couldn't agree more. Um, Project Qwerty five three one, thirteen years ago says, and this is thirteen years ago. Uh, they say Billy Joe talking about racism. He's right. So fucking true in all caps. <laughs> Which again, I I agree with. I think it is it is so fucking true. Um, yeah. Oh boy. Uh, this this comment is um. I don't know. There, there's like pe- there, there's people in the comment section that is, that that are like arguing like about what it's about. Like some people say, "Oh hell yeah, this is anti-racist," and then there's people responding like, "No, it, it's about Billy Joe's personal struggles, like about yeah. his bisexuality and stuff, and figuring things out on his own." And uh, so there's like a lot of uh, like people don't think that like we we talked about uh, people don't think that songs can be about more than one thing, and so there's a lot of arguments. Um, about that but I, I just wanted to to mention that um you know th- this person Shellaz is arguing that um it's it's about you know somebody you know going with the rest of the crowd to fit in and not being accepted for for you know being themselves which is yes that's that's what they're about you know that, that that's part of what it's about but um the person that they're arguing with is their their name is Patricia Jizwall, <laughs> and so I just kind of wanted to to mention that because I that, that that's all you wanted to say. That's huh? all I wanted to say. Um, it is it is funny because um, uh, you know I I can see how people would be arguing over their interpretations of the song. I, I like the idea that um, from a personal standpoint, it's like oh you know maybe it's also about Billy's bisexuality um that's an interesting thing that we didn't mention or touch on but i I think that that's uh you know certainly could be wrapped up in yeah oh yeah absolutely and um it's just always funny to me because it's like okay not about billy's bisexuality i'm gonna talk about something else for a moment here but uh, it's always funny to me where uh so people are arguing over their interpretation and it's like i I, I can again. I can. I can see why you would have a, a different understanding of the song depending on which part of it you know speaks to you or you focus on. But like, why would you be uh, arguing so aggressively over someone thinking that a piece of art is anti-racist? Like, why, why would you argue well, against that and be Connor, like, no, no, this has nothing to do with fighting against racism because I, I don't want that. I've got one reason for you that I could think of. And? Uh, that, that they're, they're racist. They're that, racist. That the people yeah, are a little racist. racist. Yeah, they're, they're just, racist. Yeah, yeah, they're a little bit racist. Yes, um, yeah. And, and it, I mean, it's, it's exactly those people that are like, ah, Green Day were better when they didn't 
talk about politics, go back to singing about masturbating, you know, like, yeah, yeah. and and then, you know, all you have to do is point them in the direction of this song. You know, like, no, no, bitch. They were anti-racist from the start. They, you know, they were woke from the start, you know, fuck off. Um, so, but obviously they would just argue more about the interpretation of the song. So don't yeah. even get, don't even get involved. Um, they're not worth it. Uh, Corey Frahan, 3293, seven years ago, says, this is the worst song from this album. Which is kind of a crazy thing to say. Yeah. Well, you know, my first thought is like, no way, I don't agree. Uh, but it, it will be interesting. We'll have to talk about the record as a whole afterwards. Are we going to do like, a ranking? I mean, there is... There is a worse not an objectively worse song but right as a subjective listener like someone's gonna have a song that they would rank last just by the nature of ranking if you do that but just because they have a different opinion doesn't mean they're right oh yeah like we said we (laughs) we have we have been circling around that idea have we not so i mean um cory cory goes into greater detail they say uh, it's too repetitive and the lyrics are all wrong. It's not rememberable. And they did say re- rememberable. <laughs> <laughs> so. I don't know. I, I think I'm just going to write Corey off there. Yeah, Sorry, I, I Corey. Think maybe we You're should, not in the house. We shouldn't listen to their. Uh, oh, but but then somebody has a good reply. Uh, Geds Trez8814 says, uh, Well, you could say they were on their road to acceptance winky face mm, mm, uh, which mm-hmm. is just kind of silly um, and then a- another uh, comment on this thread uh, from Corey's comment reply uh, says um, for, for Masamoto Aritoshi they say bad song this album isn't good which is I, I mean it's just something that I think is like it's just a contrarian take because most of the comments are like this is when Green Day was good this song this is real punk rock you know and then there has to be somebody that's like no this album sucks yeah um, and so let's see I think we have okay we have two more uh, next up we have the Reaper of Souls which is a great username um, they say God it's so bad I love it Which I mean, uh, like, are they talking about like the the quality of the recording? You know, like, oh, it sounds like shit. I I love it. I don't know. It. I mean, it feels like if that's what they meant, they'd be more specific. It, it does kind of sound more to me that they're like, oh, I don't. I I think this is a bad song, but I like it. Yeah, it's it's objectively bad, but I still love it. Yeah, it's my guilty uh, but pleasure. I, I just. I don't know why like this would just be a weird like this seems there's i think way more clear guilty pleasure songs that green day have made nightlife like this is just a good i don't know why i don't know why this would be the one where you're like oh man road to acceptance totally i'm 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 embarrassed to be listening to an anti-racist song in front of my 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 (laughs) trump fan uncle or whatever yeah who for my, my my uncle who works for sirius xm Yes, yeah, <laughs> you know. He's a MAGA dude. Send those tickets our way. Yeah. Um, okay, last but not least, we have Morango's 8 from 11 years ago. They say, in this song, he said, never do exactly what I want. But in the song Reject, he says, I do what I want and you do what you're told. What? 
Mm. Pointing out an inconsistency, a little bit of hypocrisy on Billy Joe's end, huh? Yeah. Yeah, that's... Uh, Plot hole alert. It, it, yeah. Something something doesn't add up here. No, um, I, that's what I really like when I was talking about like the honesty of Road to Acceptance. It, it feels very much like... Uh, you know, this this is just like part of navigating the insanity of being a human. Um, you know, it's like no one can can really lead a life uh, without any inhibitions or, or compromises, and that that is kind of at odds with like the um, punk ethos and and uh, like imagery that you would want to put forth, especially you know when you're making Nimrod and, and you want to look like a, you know, you, your, your persona is that of like, uh, don't give a fuck punk rocker. Uh, so, so not to take it too seriously. Cause I, I think it's, you know, just a, a, a pretty funny comment there. It is. Yeah. But, um, but, but I think they both make sense, and, and I just really like the way that Billy writes about it here on Road to Acceptance, because I think that's just the truth, man. I, I agree, and I, I, you know, part of me thinks, as somebody who is a person who doesn't really fit the mold, you know, I, I, I do feel like an outsider I have since I was a kid, and that's definitely <clears throat> a huge reason why uh, Green Day, it, you know, means so much to me and has influenced me so much and has, uh, you know, has resonated so hard. Um, is that, yeah, when you're a, uh, a kid or a teenager it, it, and you don't fit in, um, that's, it, it can be really hard. And, and uh, it's, it's uh, you know, it, it's something that you, you wrestle with and you, you know, you, you, you can maybe attempt to fit in and then it doesn't work. And then, you know, you're kind of back to square one. You're like, oh, man, I'm just I'm stuck a bit with being who I am, you know. And then then you get to a point when you get older where you're like, well, I going to embrace it. Like, I love who I am. Um, I don't care what, any, what anyone else thinks, you know. And so um, I think that's, you know, something that a lot of people who are outsiders kind of come to terms with. And so, you know, a 17 year old Billy Joe who is still uncertain and, you know, a bit uh shy or embarrassed to be an outsider is you know definitely coming at it from a different perspective than billy joe in his mid-20s who is you know a world-renowned rock star so um same same person just the evolution of of that thought i think um yeah well said connor before we wrap things up do you have any final thoughts on uh, road to acceptance Ooh, uh, my final thought is, aren't we going to vote for the best comment? You're absolutely right. How could I forget? How could I fucking forget? What a fucking idiot I am. It's all right. I'm, I'm always here to, uh, to support you. You reel me in. You reel me in. And a brother in arms. Absolutely. Connor, who, who do you think wins? Who wins today's uh, contest? I gotta give it to arguably... The world's biggest Green Day fan, Billy Joe Armstrong himself. Um, And before you start saying, oh, Connor, you're you're just voting for him because it's Billy. You want some brownie points. Yeah. I mean, if we do the if we do the, you know, press pass thing, you know, I'm sure that'll really help out. But um, 
I, I just really do think it's funny that you know we had like this whole hour long discussion on on the song and very particularly on the the lyrics and the meaning and then just the idea of like Billy just nonchalantly sending out a single tweet where it's like this song's about both things okay I know <laughs> there you have it it's like we 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 worked on this story for for a year and a half and he just he just tweeted it out <laughs> he just yeah. tweeted it it's uh it's really just like really endearing to me to just yeah. just to think that he'd be like yeah you know just no no uh problems about reconciling those two things and, and you know there there really shouldn't be you know i'm i'm not saying that those ideas are in conflict but you know as a listener and as we're going through the lyrics i'm like oh you know isn't that kind of funny that they're side by side like that and yet um to get billy's brief but i think very telling uh side of the story as as the songwriter here i i just appreciate how earnestly he's like yeah well it's just about both things yeah and, like that's it absolutely yeah no i mean uh i i am in full agreement with you how could i not agree billy joe congratulations you are today's winner of comment of the day <laughs> Please reach out to yes. claim your prize. Yeah, please, please reach out. You can, you know, you can can uh, claim your prize, which is which is us um, making an appearance at your show on the 18th of January. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's, it's a pretty good prize. Um, You're welcome. Yeah. All right, folks. Thanks again for listening. Um, if you wanted to reach out, if you have any Green Day stories of your own, any thoughts about Road to Acceptance or any of the songs we have covered or will cover, um, please do so. You can uh, shoot us a DM. We are on social media. We are on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Green Dudes Pod. So please get in touch with us. Follow us. Um, if you want to support us in other ways, you know, you can go to Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe and leave us a nice rating and maybe even a review if you are feeling um, extra lovey-dovey. Um, blow us kisses in the review box when you're writing your review. Uh, you know, sign, us, sign off XOXO. Um, we would really appreciate that. We, we really do feel the love when that happens. Um, True. And, you know, we, we, uh, we, we are being serious if, if uh, you have a connection, you know, and, and you're like, yeah, you know, these guys seem like good dudes. They're the green dudes after all. Like, I'll, I'll pull some strings and, and throw them a few bones. Here's, here's a couple tickets to, uh, to the Irving Plaza show on January 18th. You know, we, we, uh, we, we wouldn't stop you. We wouldn't stop you from doing that. You know, that's all I'm going to say. Yeah, I mean, as... Uh, you know, members of the press that we are, you know, and, th- and through we this are. podcast, we are, we we are, we are uh, through this podcast. You know, this um, is is just as much of uh, you know an exercise in reporting to the people, and uh, this this would be a a really big. Uh, you know, avenue in allowing us to do that. Absolutely. We have a duty. We have a duty to idiot nation to observe and report. And that's what we will do. Um, Anyways, folks, 
If you like what you heard, we have other projects on. Uh, you can go to corrupttv.com to to find our music, other podcasts, comics, etc. Um, but until next time, stay stay punk. punk.